Thanks for tuning in to the worldwide leading audio and video presentation for today's latest digital marketing trends. Edge of the web. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Here's Aaron Sparks. Welcome back to The Edge. Hey, we always need good advice on our paid search ad campaigns. One of the most critical things to manage in a marketing campaign for your clients is the spend towards search engines and display ads. Google wants to spend your money, and if you want to let them without a dialed-in targeting system, you'll be frittering it away very, very quickly. There's always lessons to be learned, and it's great to have a seasoned professional in, in in paid management on the show. So take notes, listen carefully as we open up another chapter on search engine marketing tactics. We're going to be talking to Brad Geddes on paid search today. Spend wisely your client's money as well as your time on the edge. Well, good afternoon. I'm Aaron Sparks. Joining me in studio is a number of uh, individuals from Site Strategics again. And, and uh, let me go around the table here. We got Sarah Stillinger from Site Strategics. Hello. Any, anytime now. <laughs> Had the wrong headphones Wait, and, on Wait, and Gustopher. And there's a Gustopher, the podcast pup. Hello, Gus. <laughs> no, no, no. You squeeze him or do something. Make him make, him make a sound. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't, don't squeeze the dog. Uh, we have Tom Broadbeck, uh, our uh, seasoned SEO specialist as well as producer of the show. Seasoned as in like a nice topping on a steak. Oh, yeah. Well, or maybe just... After summer, you're gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. We'd be lost. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He did that. I mean, (laughs) out of the blue, man. What's up? So, Tom Probe, and we also have our paid ad manager, uh, Jennifer Denny, here. First time on the show. Hello. Yay. New blood. (laughs) Fresh meat. Doug, (laughs) don't. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> you already said fritter and seasoning. I know. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> what are we talking about again? Well, it's not the state food. fair. <laughs> I went to the Marion County State Fair this past weekend. And let me tell you, it's better than Walmart shopping or Walmart watching. I should yeah, say it was go. it was an incredible experience. Wow! And the the rows of fried food and somebody who's on a diet. I mean, it's literal. It's yeah. literal hell. All there. carb hell. Yeah. <laughs> I found one place. Okay, I can get some. I can get some euro meat yeah. without the bun. Yeah. And I'm here. They're eating greasy lamb deep slices. Fried, <laughs> deep fried butter. Oh my gosh! They they had deep fried macaroni and cheese. Mm. What about the Burger King uh, Cheetos stuffed mac and cheese? Have you seen that? No, I have not. I saw the picture <laughs> and I refused to. It actually sounds amazing, <laughs> but I can't touch it. No, either. Yeah. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah. Uh-huh. I can touch it. Oh, see, see. Yeah. okay. Skinny people in there. <laughs> exactly. The women giggling. I tell you what, it's not, it's just not fair. <laughs> well, I don't know. The few pieces I had in life. Well, every day, every week, I should say, uh, we bring you not food-related pain, but actually uh, the latest internet and mobile marketing trends and the cutting-edge digital marketing news to use for a more effective and successful online strategy. Jennifer, why do we do that? <laughs> so that we can educate our audience. Yes. Just that was a combination of D 
deer deer Look in the headlights handsome, as well as handsome Dan must have yeah. uh, hey, informed her. her. No, <laughs> I, I listen. I yeah, listen yeah. to the show. There I get go. credit. Awesome. <laughs> One of the All staff right. actually listens. <laughs> yeah, we have three people listening now. Great. You're absolutely right. And Aaron asked three listeners. Aaron, no. asked, Aaron asked me once. He goes, "Hey, did you listen to the show?" I said, "I was, I was there. I was at the show." <laughs> if it doesn't revolve around Doug, he does not remember it. Nor does he care. They call me Copernicus. <laughs> I got a joke there. Uh oh. I'll wait until your until your segment. All right. There you go. This show is delivered by Site Strategics. We're an Indianapolis-based digital marketing firm. We're known locally as well as nationally for marketing dominance that actually translates into sales. So not just good rankings. So if you're interested in not only how you can get seen, but also how you can increase leads, give us a shout at 877-736-4932. That's 877-736-4932. We have a number of out-of-state uh, firms that do work with us as well as internationally as well um, because guess what Google doesn't abide by borders you know it just doesn't and that's where we go even with Brexit even with Brexit <laughs> was good. Yeah. you would have thought that all British sites would have fallen off the edge of the, the internet the way they yeah. were talking about it I know, it. I know. It, it was it was calamity yeah but it wasn't and it yeah, won't be I know and there's that right uh, you can check out the entire show and much more at edgeofthewebradio.com. Um, that's edgeofthewebradio.com. If you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. I haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Uh, we've got all the videos that we uh, pull together for each and every show, um, podcasts, links to uh, the respective guests uh, information, as well as the news stories that we do. You can sign up right there for our online newsletter which is used nothing more but information and prepping you on who we're going to be talking about, who we're going to be talking to, not about. We don't talk about people, but, you know, I, except for Sometimes. Doug. Except for Barry Schwartz. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mention the show, so. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. You can get all the information about, and, and even every once in a while, a Barry Schwartz article, although they're starting to fritter away. <laughs> So uh, go to edgeofthewebradio.com. Your your email will not be used for anything except for sending you nuggets of gold. Uh, check out all the videos at youtube.com forward slash site strategics or just go to uh, Edge of the Web Radio. You'll be able to see all those videos right there. Uh, we kind of break this show down as an education purpose and make sure that, that we're bringing good topical information to you that is, is relevant for today's digital marketing standards. But you know what? Even four years ago when we started this thing, all the things that we talked about are still applicable, relevant, and and uh, will provide you success. So go look through the annals of the show, and there are some great nuggets of gold in there. It'll probably work tomorrow, too. Do you think so? Yeah. Uh, let's find out what's hot off the press in today's web world. I'm going to do the thing that God put me on this earth to do. Have salon-quality hair and read the news. The latest internet marketing news. All right, from Recode, we have an a, uh, article from, uh, I believe it's uh, Justin Sullivan, uh, out of Getty, actually. Um, Google is adding new ways to track your ads, but it's letting you know, letting you call the shots. Um, since it began, Google has kept a vast amount of user data to, to, as it tracks its, in its different silos, information gathered from users while signed in to Google accounts. I mean, they're collecting all the information. They're giving you some great free tools, but it, it does come with a price, right? 
Well, you you know, YouTube videos watched. Uh, it's all kept separate from, from the data of the web pages and apps that are visited. However, they are siloed areas. Not anymore. The company is rolling out a new service that pools data from across the internet. The entire, as well as mobile devices, giving it a, a potential boost to its core ads business. The big caveat is it's giving users total control. With that, they have the, the, the carte blanche ability to block particular ads. Good for them. Yeah, I follow in Facebook's footsteps, I guess, right? No, I think it's different than Facebook because you have mm. to opt in rather than opt out. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Opt into the, the actual ad space? Oh, they'll stop that. Quick. Yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody just lost their job. I mean, hey, do you want to get interrupted? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you have to know about that website to go in. Uh, and that's true. Do it, so. yeah. It's a way for Google to get ahead of the, gro the growth in ad blocking by building the feature opt-in. Yeah. It's a, also a way for Google to combat criticism of its privacy practices. Why not? Yeah, I, I doubt that's going to stay around that long, but eh, great. It's Good a for PR them. move. It is a PR move. <laughs> All right, from a Search Engine Journal, Matt Southern uh, gave us a story here. A new study reveals top local SEO ranking factors for 2016. Mm -hmm. And they are, drum roll please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 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 so you're actually waiting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have a harmonica over there. We can do it. We'll break out into a banjo yeah, yeah. Uh, rhythm rhythm section here in a second. Uh, top local fanker, uh, factors. Fankers? <laughs> Fankers. Wow. Links. The study uh, concludes that links are the key competitive differentiator, even when it comes to Google My Business rankings. Uh, data from Majestic, including AC rank, trust flow, and citation flow, proved all to be within their top 10 link metrics. Website signals, traditional SEO ranking signals from a, a, a business's website proved to be uh, likely to influence the ranking of that business's GB, GMB page. Uh, use of keywords, the amount of words contained on a page apparently to be particularly appear to be particularly influential. The, the study also shows that if a business's website ranks well in organic search, then the, the GBM, a GMB, Google My Business page, is likely to rank high as well. Now, we also just led with this story this news story last week that uh, the paid ads are encroaching into the local space as well. So get your local SEO game on because now you can only affect the two listings out of the three. The third is going to be a is a, is going to be a paid ad hmm. predominantly. So this is this is apropos. Uh, Google My Business signals signals within the Google My Business page itself ended up as being among the top ranking factors. Uh, this includes signals such as reviews, photos, having the page associated with an owner-verified profile. All these things are very, very important to get straight and have content moving through those, those pages. One of the most popular ranking factors was having a keyword in the GMB page's business name. Calling crap on that. Yeah, that's that that's that's wrong. That's not <laughs> that's not a that's a ugly practice. Yeah, yeah that Google should be spam. Distinctly says not to do that. Right. Doesn't, yeah. mean, doesn't mean it doesn't have we a ranking. We've got the pro here. <laughs> yeah. Well, she also heads our local as well. Maybe it's like if your company's name is Joe's PPC Agency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it helps. But Or Indianapolis SEO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's them guys out there. It's just a URL. Just a URL. 
so yeah, you're right, absolutely. And and you know, I, I think that what they're saying is that as a ranking factor, it's not best practices. Probably that it's it's it, the, the environment hasn't shaped up yet to actually not pay attention to those terms in the in the your in the headline of or the name of the company. If you want to cheat, you can try. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, toolbar page rank. What the heck is that still doing around? Even even though page rank is officially dead, right? Mm-hmm. right? The study found that there was a high correlation between high page rank score and high ranking local pages. Yeah, but that's obvious. They already said the links were, sure. were right. a yeah. major that's, factor. So page, page rank, rank is going to follow that. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, what, so that, that seemed to be maybe just a little bit of filler. In there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was doing good till we got down to the last part. <laughs> <laughs> What's not so important, citation. Citation consistency is important, and we all agree upon that, but the study overall shows overall volume of citations doesn't seem to matter that much. Once your citations are in place and consistent, move on to the more important stuff. I'm going to disagree. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> I love this. Scrappy. And tell them why. <laughs> because I could see the results otherwise. Yep. Good. That's right. We we have seen, and we actually had a case study of a specific uh, non-existent domain, dual, dual companies, and all we did was local SEO, NAP consistency, citations consistency. Yep. And within five months, we were having top seven rankings in the seven-pack before it was a three-pack. That didn't exist. The company, the company exists, but the the domain didn't exist, and the the GMBs wow. didn't exist, and we were able to get that local presence right there. And there's constantly Good. new ones being added sure. and taken mm-hmm. away, and so you can't just set it up and forget it. It's not going to work. Yep. Sounds like a blog post. There you go. Yeah. All right. Hey, from The Verge, uh, Casey Newton gives us a uh, article. Facebook adjusts news feed in, to favor friends and family over publishers. No, really? Yeah. Really? Wow. <laughs> wow. Didn't so see that they, one coming. So they might want publishers to buy ads, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Facebook is adjusting the algorithm that runs the news feed to promote Posts from fa- friends and family members over posts from publishers, the company said. Uh, this marks the second time in recent years that Facebook has committed publicly to tilting the feed to posts from people you, you know in real life. In April, no, stop last- saying like they're saying Just- that nice. Why don't they say <laughs> tilting in favor of revenue? Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, stop it. <laughs> stop saying, well, we just care about who your friends are. Shut up. <laughs> you just want to make more ad revenue. Do my family and friends have to do the instant articles as well? Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. I would think so. Nope. <laughs> Facebook dic- uh, Did you see what else they caught Facebook on? What's that? That Facebook uses your location to recommend friends. Ooh. And they said they didn't. Ooh. Yeah, they were caught. So they admitted it. Yeah, out of all, all things, yeah. I really... I what really, changed? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing? Well, uh, the thing is, is I'm like, why wouldn't you do yeah, that? Yeah, why, exactly. That know, should be part of I don't think you, it's a big deal, but they, they said that they didn't do it and wind up, wind up they, they do do yeah. it. You are literally separating fly shit from Pepper right now. You realize that? Wow. Oh. Did you just say shit on the radio <laughs> you did. Air? But you did, too. <laughs> yeah. See? Wow. <laughs> I just, I just want to stop consistently seeing my ex-boss in my feed to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> can, can that be a factor? You know, can that be a factor of the algorithm? Change it to the people that we've literally moved away from so you can, we don't. You can hide them. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can hide all <laughs> updates. Like you, you say hide this update, and it'll say, "Do you want to hide anything from this site, or do you want it from this person?" 
So it's just a friend's suggestion. So yeah. you can actually hide a friend's suggestion? Yes. Okay. Oh, I, I have tons of hidden friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three, of them are talking, three of them are talking to him right now. You can see them whispering into his head. <laughs> uh, last article from the, the SEM post from Jennifer Sleg. Google is testing... Uh, speed test in the search results. Uh, Bing's version is actually active. Google's testing a new internet speed test that actually displays right in the search results. And Bing announced that they already included a speed test in their own search results. Uh, Pete Myers, Dr. Pete Myers, who he have had on the show, he's from MozCast fame, as well as Edge of the Web fame. Uh-huh. Big yeah. fan of Dr. Pete. We yep. are big fan. He shared our show. He, he did. did. I know. He showed love and responded to all my emails personally. Wow. There you go. Look at that. Okay. There's no stalker <laughs> issues going on here. And we're friends on LinkedIn now. Wow. <laughs> nice. Can't get, can't get more buddy-buddy than that. Yeah. No. no. It's LinkedIn friends. I got 4,000 of them. <laughs> and I sometimes like are they Are they hidden friends like Doug has? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? And I sometimes like his tweets late at night. Yeah, he tweeted one the other day. He said a conversation between his three-year-old and his five-year-old. The three-year-old said, shut up, I'm trying to fart. <laughs> He's hilarious. I love kids. <laughs> at a distance, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Dr. Pete uh, spotted the Google test, and he wasn't able to replicate it. Uh, you know, go check it out. You'll be able to see. I mean, again, it goes back to the entire uh, premise. At any point in time, there are test subjects on Google in any part of the country, so they're they're running their own things to be able to see how people respond. So, it looks like a cool gauge. Uh, it's a speed test on results. Uh, the only thing that it lacks is kind of guidance on how the speed act what the speed actually is, such as red, yellow, and green zones that are commonly used in search results. So many people might run the test, but not necessarily know how good or how, how or not their speed is. So I was I was looking at a. Did you see Think with Google launched a uh, mobile test? Mm -hmm. And so I ran our site against it, and it and it like gave me bad grades on mobile speed. Yeah, but it doesn't test mm -hmm. AMP. Like, I'm like, you're Google. You wanted AMP pages. I put up AMP pages. That's what's fast. Like, why aren't you testing those? I don't think one department was actually talking to the other department. Yeah, exactly. Time. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, join our newsletter. Uh, text Edge Talk to the number 22828. Text the word Edge Talk. And uh, we want you to uh, invite you to join up to our newsletter. It's a free newsletter. covers everything that we're about to cover on the show, as well as what we did cover. Much more, a little insider information, information, and we're dropping a useful pro tip every once in a while into the newsletter, so check that out. All right. Um, tell you what, we're going to jump into our next uh, segment here. Let's grab a hold of a great PPC speaker known internationally. It's Brad Geddes, speaker and author. He will be joining us as soon as we come back. Stay right there. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio. We're online at edgeofthewebradio.com. Are you a marketing manager or business owner? We have a couple more questions for you. Do you know how much you're paying per website lead? Are you aware of what you're making on every new website lead? 
Our digital marketing agency, Site Strategics, is leading the search engine marketing results-driven revolution. We've developed strategies through website design, SEO, digital content, and social media that'll bring your website more leads that are traceable to new sales. Let's start the conversation to improve your website's conversions and help you reach new sales goals. Learn more about our growing digital marketing agency that's managing successful search engine marketing campaigns across the country. Find us at sitestrategics.com. That's S-I-T-E strategics.com. Site Strategics. Search. Social. Success. This is the award-winning Edge of the Web, your global leader in search engine marketing radio and podcasting, presented by SiteStrategics.com. Now, here's the man who's been CEO of Site Strategics longer than several CEOs' tenures at Yahoo. Here's Aaron Sparks. Okay, hey, welcome back. We're always uh, needing good advice on our paid search ad campaigns. I mean, one of the most critical things to manage in a marketing campaign for your clients is the spend towards search engines and display ads. Google wants to spend your money, right? They certainly do. And if you and, and if you let them, they'll 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 spend it <laughs> with abandon. Uh, 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 without a dialed-in targeting system, you'd be frittering your your clients' money away. Thanks for listening. I'm Aaron Sparks. Check us out at sitestrategics.com. We are an Indianapolis-based digital marketing firm focused on cost-effective web design as well, with Google, Yahoo, and Bing search engine marketing management that not only provides you great rankings on searches, but also translates into guess what? Sales. It's just not about getting ranked it's also about converting brad gettys welcome to the show sir oh w- welcome as well and thanks for having me uh, you're, yeah, hey, it, we, it's it's great to have you. Uh, Brad is the founder of Certified Knowledge, an online paid search training and, and tool set provider. He's also the co-founder of Ad, Ad Analysis. Uh, and uh, let me say that again: Ad Analysis, an automatic ad testing platform. He's also the author of Advanced Google AdWords, the most advanced book ever written about Google advertising program. Now, is that a great bio, or is that a great bio? Yeah, I think he knows about that. Knows a lot about AdWords. That's right. <laughs> hey, well, he wrote an entire book yeah. dedicated oh, yeah. to AdWords. I know, and, and multiple editions. So, welcome to the show, Brad. Get Brad. Could you give us a snapshot of your day? Oh gosh, that so depends on my where I wake up in the morning. I travel is, is so it, much. Is that worrisome there? That, yeah, well, it's, it's not quite that exciting, right? You like Sometimes Bruce Banner all of a sudden? You wake up, but you don't know what city you're in, right? Because it could oh. be London or Detroit, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's hard to tell sometimes. Absolutely. When I'm not traveling, right, it, it's usually wake up in the morning. And so I'm actually a productivity freak, right? Yeah. That's my other passion is to get things done really fast very very efficiently right so to me it's wake up have coffee yep. check the news check the blog see what's happening and then work mm-hmm. and and in fact everyone our company does and i did not say something i did actually didn't say email we don't touch it no morning meetings no email no nothing work which could be wow. managing paid search working on one of our products um, analyzing stuff creating videos whatnot it's then lunch which is not at a computer in fact no one in our company has lunch in front of a computer it's go and we're all virtual so go hey go watch netflix go out for a walk whatever clear your mind 
Um, and the afternoons, we're less productive, right? That's just a natural part of, uh, of individuals, so we need to borrow other people's energy. Hence why I'm borrowing yours right now, because you're in a great mood <laughs> and a different time zone. Oh, there right? you go. So I afternoons am. are meetings, calls, clients, whatever, right? The grunt stuff that doesn't require creative thinking. Oh, wow. Uh, I, am, I am in awe. I mean, <laughs> the sheer fact that you don't touch email. How do I do that? It's a time waster. It's a time waster. It is, right? If someone looks at me and I said, what did you do today? And their answer is email. I'm like, you didn't work. Right. You you didn't do anything. Oh, I love this. Um, Jennifer, you've met your twin. I know. What time do you get up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm an early riser. I don't sleep much, right? So, I mean, to me, like, I don't set an alarm. Six hours is great, right? So, I'm usually up between 4.30 and 5.30 in the morning pretty early. Um which wow. is means I can get stuff done like my, before my daughter wakes up, before anyone's awake in the house. Yep. It's just, you know, at my own pace. I'm um, just going to leave the, you two alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys Between have a good show. 5 a.m. and 10 a.m., I am my most productive. I probably get more done than mm-hmm. people get done in two days. <laughs> That's how I am, which is why we don't touch email until maybe uh, before lunch yeah. or after lunch, right, throughout the afternoon. But this is the, it, it, this is like the problem in a lot of corporations, right, yeah, is you've absolutely. got two sets of people. You have makers or people who create stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they look at 30 minutes and say, what the hell do you want me to do, right? I can't do anything in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. They want three-hour time blocks. Right. But they're not the people who control their calendar, right? Their bosses control their calendars. Hmm. They live in 30-minute, 60-minute chunks of Outlook, right, or Google Calendar or whatever. And, and so they mess up their days, right, by saying, oh, yeah, let's have a 10.30 a.m. meeting. And you're like, you just took my beautiful yeah. four-hour morning and, and gave me two one-hour chunks. All right? You're not getting anything done. Hmm. And, and so this is why in the morning we always say it's creation time, right? You're more productive. Everyone is in the morning. Even late-night owls are still more productive in whatever their morning happens to be. Right. Right. And, and so then get stuff done so everybody before lunch can say, hey, I got this done today. Right. This is what I made yeah, today. This is what I accomplished. Then after lunch, ah, that's meetings, clients, stuff, things, because you're less productive. You need to get these things done anyway. Sure. Then it requires much creative thought, and it's a great way of structuring days. You come I, to the meeting with like your checklist of everything you got done. Oh, we have a meeting rules actually. So I mean, this uh, I'm crazy productivity person, right? So like, you a meeting can be 25 minutes or 50 minutes. You yep. got to let people go to the bathroom and get coffee between meetings. Yep. 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 Um, if you call a meeting, you must have an agenda. Yes. yes. If you don't get your agenda done because you were too off topic, you can't call a meeting for a week. Actually, <laughs> oh, there's a penalty. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll, I'll add one to that. Mine is if you don't tell me why I have to show up to yep. the meeting, yep. I don't yep. go. Yeah. When Absolutely. the meeting starts, like so a meeting. I love it. Is, an, uh, is the ability to shape the future of a company or a product. So it should be something you actually look forward to, not something you dread, mm-hmm. which also means when meeting starts, the door gets locked. Can't join late, right? Because if you're late and was waiting on you, you just waste everybody's time, right? You, you lose an opportunity to, to shape the future of what you're building. Um, you can, uh, if someone doesn't have to be there, they're an optional invite, mm-hmm. right? But you might have like a manager or someone who, who like you want to let them know it's happening, but they know they don't have to actually be there. Yep. If you invite someone who never speaks, then you shouldn't have invited them in the first place. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Oh, I'll talk to your uh, digital dream teams book. Oh yeah, you know what? I might have taught. I forgot about that book. Um, that was like Avinash Kushak, myself, Brian Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah, that was a good book. I forgot about that one. Oh, I might have mentioned Brian Eisenberg this. is great. We got to get him on the show too. He's an awesome. Hey, Brad. I mean, you're 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 you are expounding manna from heaven when it comes down to digital marketing agencies, and the the the, the, the bane of agencies' existence is the unnecessary meeting. Oh, it's it's it's. it's Throughout technology, yeah, it really is. I I, I worked at uh, the big orange email company in town <laughs> as a product manager, and uh, and one week I told my fellow product manager I'm not going to any meetings, and he said you you can't you can't do that, and I said no I'm I'm not going to accept any meetings, and I worked the entire week, got tons of work done, got new features designed, everything else, right, and at the end of the week my boss walked up behind me and he goes hey uh, I heard you weren't going to any meetings, and I said. Yeah, that's right. And he goes, man, you have really nailed it this week. <laughs> and, uh, and my fellow product manager was like, what? <laughs> and it was because I didn't need to be there. It was in that, in that, it, it, you know, and Brad can chime in on this. Like yeah. a lot of times I think people invite people to meetings because they don't want to make the decision themselves. That's right. They want yep. the they want the collaborative decision that way if it goes wrong <laughs> i don't get blamed it's cover fire. i say well we all yeah. you know we all agreed to that in the last meeting all yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely well, so we also don't allow reoccurring meetings i think they're terrible right it's like you have this meeting that you're supposed to be at that no one cares but it's just sitting there right, right. so we get treat it. everything as a project hero. oh my gosh which is milestones and yeah. due dates right even if it's a client paid search account or an seo company right it's it's you might have a monthly reoccurring meeting because it's a client check-in meeting and right. part of they're paying the bills mm -hmm. fine get that right but that you know, reoccurring meeting to talk about, hey, what are we doing next? Like, no, are you, mm -hmm. what are your milestones? Yep. What's your checklist? Yep. If no one needs to meet, save yourself time and get some stuff done. That's um, that's that's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, we actually here at Site Strategics are looking at incorporating the row environment uh, into our space. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. What it's is that? the results only work environment. I. It's a, what's it's, the what's it's elevator go, go row.com go row.com and essentially what you're already doing absolutely it's, it's, term it's for it. exactly and it's 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 oriented towards getting results not time on deck not filling in the the uh, the, uh, the 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 work blocks just to make sure you're punching in the time but actually orienting towards results and and all the things that you just were ascribing to um you know you can only go to meetings that you're actually should be involved with and, and, and the unnecessary, I mean, every meeting is actually optional. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's a robust way to, to change the, the entire dynamic of a, of a shop to actually focus on just the successes and, and it, it gives liberty to everybody, everybody's time clock. And it really kind of increase embraces the work life connection is that hey in the middle of the the day if you need to be going to the bank to go do something or doing some laundry or what have you as long as the work gets done it doesn't matter how you're doing it or where you're doing it so i mean it's 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 puts puts respect and it gives uh, you know it gives employees the 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 concept of you know, actually being an adult as opposed to being watched over by the the, the bosses you know so so we've been row certified for yeah, yeah. three years now yeah, yeah. but i will say this you have to get the right employees. Yes, yeah. you do. That's why you only have one. <laughs> yeah. no, that's fair, right? Because, I mean, something I believe in, right, is you've all hit days where it's it's 2.30, you had a really productive day, 
and you're like, but your brain is done, right? You, yep. you can't do anything else. And so in typical mm-hmm. office, you sit there for two and a half hours playing free cell in Excel so no one knows you're not in Excel working, <laughs> right? Waiting to go home. I love that. In, in reality, right? Just get get out, go home, yes. right? What, there's no point in being there. Right. Right, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, it gets down to... I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, uh, this is a conversation in its own right because, you know, this is, this is where the, you know, the knowledge economy needs to go is that you're not punching the clock of the old industrial 40-hour a week week. I mean, 40 hours a week don't doesn't does not equate to value. It equates to time, and that time, regardless of how you spend it, is the only thing that companies were looking at. Is if you were putting time into the clock, then then that's what that's what they're getting. Well, I mean, this is a value based environment, and, and the only way for America to truly change is to be able to embrace their knowledge industry and be able to embrace the freedom and even the gig economy has its place in the in this next evolution of of, of workforce it truly does yep and and just to clarify right it's not everyone goes home at three right there's certain days you're so productive and yep. you're in that groove you might be there all seven eight at night right because like you that's where you want to be and that's where you need to be you're at a that point i mean yeah, yeah exactly you, um, you've you've got that energy going yep Yep, and it's just it's it's what can you handle and what can you get done. I agree. <laughs> PPC. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's 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 kind of wander that way now. <laughs> no, it's awesome, Brad, and and it's it's actually invaluable. Are you blogging and communicating about this these type of work ethics uh, uh, regularly? Not regularly, a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. like I consider a calendar a paid search tool, right? Because if you don't have time to do something, who cares what you need to get done? Mm-hmm. And, and number two, if you don't know what to do, it doesn't matter anyway, right? So your calendar <laughs> or your project management system, we use PM uh, yeah. for a lot of paid search stuff, project sure. management systems, really tells you what needs to get done. And, and so often I think people jump into like, hey, we need to do this, 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 and this, right? And they make checklists of things to do. And a checklist, I don't want to go back into our whole productivity conversation here, but mm-hmm. checklist is just like, who cares when it gets done, right? There's stuff in my checklist my yeah. wife gave me eight years ago, right? It's still on my checklist. <laughs> um, it, it's you more what has to be done. <laughs> and if you don't yeah. know what to do, then it doesn't matter, right? I so have I one of those too. And now I have an ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry for the impression. Keep on going. <laughs> No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I, mean, I think I was done with the thought, right? So, I mean, paid search, it, it's great. I mean, as you guys do a lot of SEO as yep. well, yep. right? And, and either way, though, it's to, for us, it's calendar and project management. That says what to do, mm-hmm. right? And then it's okay. Now we know what to actually do, whether it's, it's keyword research, mining queries, doing ad copy testing, landing page testing, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, because you you know what makes the what what needs to get done and what's gonna make the biggest impact based yeah. upon you know what you've done in the past and what needs to happen next in the future. Excellent, excellent. I'm gonna tell tell our listeners a little bit more about you, Brad. Brad has worked with companies who've managed tens of thousands of small PPC accounts and other companies who spend millions on marketing each year. And his experience ranges from owning his own agency to managing a boutique agency, overseeing programs that were official resellers of Google and Microsoft, a litany of companies. And one of Brad's trademarks has been demystifying the complicated aspects of SEM. No 
one, you know, not one just to hold on to secrets, but Brad actually prefers to educate his readers on the various aspects of crafting successful marketing campaigns. Um, so uh, the combination of, of your your goal to educate as well as, I mean, you've got uh, such a, fr- uh, a, a breath of fresh air when it comes down to work uh, ethics and, and, and innovation in, in the workspace. I mean, how many people actually work with you, Brad? Uh, that depends on your definition of work with, right? <laughs> so, I mean, so at the moment, right, where our, our company sort of for knowledge is only a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Um, our company at analysis is uh, six, I believe, although we have hundreds of millions of ads because you can scale a technology. Oh, yeah. But we're, I mean, right now we're working very close with Google in developing some new training. So that's... 40 people we're working with, 30 people over there, because it's PMs plus the best practice system. Oh, very good. Um, And so it kind of depends on on what the definition of work with is, which is a very loose definition these days. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's, you know, so our direct employees, not huge, because we believe in what you say, right? Like maximizing people's time in a highly efficient manner and that you can scale with the right people through Mm -hmm. technology and not necessarily just human resources. Completely understand that. That's great, and that means you're 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 working collaboratively and and with a, with a respect of of productivity as opposed to just yeah a, a, just bodies in a yep. in a group. Yeah, that's fantastic. You're also a columnist on a search search engine land and yep. a blogger over at CertifiedKnowledge.org uh, and for monitor uh, monitor moderator over at uh, WebmasterWorld.com. Um, yeah, you're also a speaker, and you've gone through, you've spoken at over 60 conferences and 125 sessions across the country, across the continents. Um, tell me some of the places you've been. Oh, gosh. So I've spoken in Kenya, Egypt, London, Munich, oh. um, Italy, Canada, United States, Australia, Hawaii, um, Netherlands. Spain, um, Belgium, uh, Helsinki last year, Romania, Lithuania. Um, Mm. Uh, Quite quite a a range. Uh, I have not yet spoken in Antarctica or South America. (laughs) Two continents I'm missing from a speaking engagement Uh, standpoint. There is an (laughs) entire... You've nailed almost every continent. SMX Antarctica. Exactly. (laughs) There is a huge market out there. (laughs) Um, That's that's fantastic. Where are you traveling uh, soon? Um, my next trip as I well, was vacation up to Minnesota. So it's family, family trip next. Oh, and cool. then out to Salt Lake city, then back to Google, then out to up to New York. Um, I think there's a Vegas trip in there somewhere. So you live <laughs> out of a suitcase. Yeah, pretty much. At times, right? So in the spring, I live out of a suitcase in the summer. I don't travel a huge amount. We get lots and lots done. Um, and the fall is a bit sporadic. Um, so the spring, though, like, if you're frequent travelers, I've already done my 100,000 flight miles this year. Oh, jeez. Um, um, actually, Minnesota, I'm actually going to be going up to Minnesota here next month, going up to the Boundary Waters on a canoe trip with the Boy Scouts. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's I did that when I was a scout um, yeah, years yeah. and years ago, right? Yeah, that's a yeah. fantastic trip. Oh, boy. I, and we're excited. We've got 39 scouts going up there. And I heard that her tell that you're also an Eagle Scout. I am an Eagle Scout, yes. So we were um, part of a high adventure group. Oh, very so cool. So we used to do... Um, Philmont? 
Uh, no, we would say like, let's go hike over the continental divide of the Rockies this summer and spend two weeks backpacking, or let's do you know three hundred miles of the Appalachian Trail, or let's do a three week <laughs> canoe trip. Um, oh, it's, it's it's awesome being part of that that high adventure group. Yeah, we have one of those in our in our uh, troop as well. Uh, I was going to actually ask Veer off and ask you about that. How how do you think your eagle? Um, accomplishment has actually uh, 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 affected your career? So, uh, that's a really interesting question, right? So from getting into college and from scholarship standpoint, mm-hmm. positive influence because, I mean, you're 18, right? I mean, yep. that it just happened. Yep. It is one of those bullet points, though, that, that everyone says, just keep on your resume, keep on your resume. Sure. And I have had random conversations with you know big company ceos or cfos or so forth right. who were also you know in scouts might have been eagle might not have been right and and so it it often starts that whole interest-based conversation which then you know it, so from a sales perspective right someone has to trust you like you believe you know what you're doing you get two out of three you get a sale Right. right. And so that's that instant like you mm-hmm. because you, you must be a responsible, nice person to have earned this. Right. So you from a sales perspective, useful from a, a conversation that blends mm-hmm. into, you know, sales or work later on. Um, I can't say it's a consistent thing, but there's definitely been times that it's helped leaving it there. That's yeah, what I was going to so. say, because you just met Aaron. So. No, see, your, your success has risen. <laughs> the, except, <laughs> the exception is right there. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Are you an Eagle Scout as well? I am not, unfortunately, but my son is six months away from his Eagle. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's so great. He, he's plugging away. So it's it, And that's the, the reinforcing things that we talk to him about. But, uh, I mean, he's starting to finally come to come into his own and understand, okay, I, 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 he's getting some self-affirmation now that he can actually accomplish things, and that was that was the biggest uh, win right there, and uh, he's certainly going to benefit it long term. Um, boy, that was a self-indulgent little bit of a few <laughs> minutes there, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, so pay-per-click. Yeah, pay-per-click. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> All right, how about this? How about we uh, break here for a second and then come right back with Brad Geddes as we dive in truthfully it's going to get there uh into advanced ppc how about that perfect all right talk to you real soon you're listening to edge of the web radio we're online at edge of the web radio.com your leaders in the digital marketing revolution your weekly worldwide radio and podcast groundbreakers your agents of search engine marketing change well besides the massive team of google programmers that is hey we do a lot of research and production stuff for this show okay settle down we believe you and now time to enter edge of the web here he is aaron sparks we're continuing our discussion with Brad Geddes and unpacking more focus, finally, <laughs> about advanced PPC. So, Brad, thank you for uh, joining us back on the show here. Oh, thanks for having me. Enjoy being here. It's a fun conversation. Thank you. Um, so let's dig into some some of the, the advanced PPC uh, thoughts here. You know, uh, we know that you have a, a prime interest in ad testing. Uh, let's talk about that for a couple of minutes here. What are the challenges when it comes down to search ad testing? 
Many, many. So, yeah. So, at analysis, it, the name may be too clever for its own good. Analysis, but just switch the N for a D, right? Ad analysis. And, and our goal is actually focusing users on actionable data, right? And that could be search query data, engram data, ad testing. Um, we're known for our ad testing. And the problem most people have is that they they get the concept they should be testing ads, and. And the, so they go and they create a couple ads in an ad group or maybe, you know, 100 ad groups or some accounts, you know, millions of ad groups. Mm-hmm. And then they, they run the data manually or use a plugin for Excel and say, okay, I spent all this time all, all day today analyzing data and I've got three things to do. And, and then the next month, right, they do the whole thing and they've got eight winners. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we've got a thousand ad tests. We have 11 winners. So mm-hmm. month three, they want to speed up the results. So they go to the ad group, they eyeball the data and they say, that looks like a winner. Now, as humans, we love finding patterns in anything. We sure. will find a pattern in complete randomness, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, people are making decisions off of very poor data. So hmm. the the challenge is to use a third party tool, a script, something that keeps you honest to the data and let the data tell you what to do, not find patterns in in randomness. And that's actually one of the huge challenges is patience and, and letting data speak to you. Don't try to infer something where it's not. Yeah. Another you know, big problem people have is most people just think of testing in within an ad group, right? And, and that's useful for brand terms and high volume terms. Right. But when you think about the ads, all ads do are give you insights into the targeting method used to show them. Mm-hmm. So on an ad group level, it's the the target method for those particular keywords. It doesn't give you an insight across a segment of ads, though. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you've got a a product terms, non-brand product terms, Mm -hmm. you might want to know, hey, should we use geographies in the ads for a um, a lead gen company? Mm -hmm. Should we offer shipping or a price or a discount on the ad? Mm Um, should we use dynamic keyword search ad customizers or just write static ads, right? And and these are, are great questions, but you can't test them in one ad group, right? So what what, what else we do is is we call it multi-ad group testing, where you can take a pattern. Mm-hmm. And a pattern could be includes, doesn't include, this word, labels, whatever, and say, let's aggregate the data at the pattern level so you could test all of your non-brand product terms together to understand a consumer insight Hmm. across that pattern because now you've got a a consumer insight which is great for ads it's great for social it's great for emails right it's great for landing pages you're You're now learning something about the user as opposed to just your targeting method no absolutely absolutely you're creating a learning engine there as opposed to a a uh, uh, a, a a myopic type of tunnel vision type of perspective you're absolutely right um so ad, ad testing is imperative when it comes down to uh, uh any ad campaign correct yes it could be ad campaigns i mean it could be email right anywhere you're doing something you, yeah. you need to know how users interact with your message and what messages are going to resonate mm-hmm. best with them. Uh, I mean, uh, if you weigh a percentage of, of tactics in, in, any, in any particular medium, I mean, how much weight do you put on the ad testing as opposed to other points of edu- execution of that? I mean, are you looking at this going, is it imperative that you must test, and does it, does it mean night and day to a successful campaign? 
Yeah. Between so when you think of a yeah, think yeah, of an account, yeah, right? Yeah, you've yeah, got exactly. yeah. keywords, bids, um, targets, mm-hmm. remarketing, customer match. Yep. A user sees none of that. No, you're absolutely right. The hey. only thing the user see is your ads. They're they're one of the most important things you can do. Absolutely, absolutely. So you've got to get that right, and you got to have enough bandwidth, which means inventory, which means you know budget to be able to do some of this testing that you're looking for as well. So uh, when, when, whenever you're dealing with a smaller budget campaign, and I don't think you come across those just with your experience that often, I think you're kind of uh, operating in a different echelon sometimes here, right? <laughs> it's both, right? Because like we've got, we have got some clients who spend well over a hundred million a year with Google. We have others who are resellers like we used to be a reseller, we used to manage um, forty-two thousand paid search accounts mm-hmm. that spent under five grand a month, mm. um, and and so that can still be done, yep. right? But again, that whole like insight testing patterns across ad groups is what a small account has to do outside of maybe brand terms because no ad group has enough information. Correct. In aggregate, they do have enough information. Um, but you don't have to use a third-party tool. I mean, you could use pivot tables and stuff yourself, right, mm-hmm. and, and do this. I mean, if you don't know pivot tables, that's that's your next hour of work is go learn pivot tables. Because mm-hmm. you could do all of this in Excel. It's just a matter of how much time is it going to take you. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Especially if you're not checking email. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going through a couple key concepts inside of advanced uh, PPC um, uh, before I let Jennifer loose on a couple questions here. Uh, give me your your thoughts about the remarketing and the evolution of me- remarketing inside of the ad space. Oh, gosh. I, so, th- so social and display people have used audience-based targeting for years, right? I mean, it's the cornerstone of social marketing. Mm-hmm. And, and audience targeting, whether it's emails, the customer match, um, remarketing, which is you know based on your website usage, could be search or display, mm-hmm. um, similar lists. These, this is something that is really useful in search that is still highly underutilized because paid search marketers weren't trained to think in audiences, right? They're trained to think in keywords, um, and and when you look at anyone's funnel. Right, you you've got you know your your awareness to to consideration to purchase stages. Right, um, your keywords are often you know in, in your middle range of consideration to purchase, but you can't force someone to come back and search for you. Right, so that remarketing is is really really helpful to bring a user back who who just hasn't you know needs that last final push to to Definitely, finish. Yeah. Yep. I think it's crucial sense. to use um, remarketing for most companies. There's a few exceptions, but they're pretty rare. I'm really obsessed with the audience segmentation. I, I've seen some really great results by looking at the data and seeing what was already converting and then building an audience off of that and doing the remarketing to them. It, it's been fantastic. Awesome, awesome. Any, any cool stories you can share there? Um, recently doing it um, with a tractor company um, where I looked at their entire data and figured out um, two different age ranges that um, were already converting, um, went with a certain demographic uh, male um, and retargeted them with a split to people that had just been to the website overall and um, I think I have a 36% uh, conversion rate on that. That's a- Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's awesome. <laughs> She's our PPC queen over there. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 you get into that type of segmentation, and you can absolutely have those type of conversion numbers, and those are unheard of even in any type of uh, uh, digital uh, marketing media. But it, and but I mean, you certainly operate in there, Brad. You you, you start re- repurposing that data, and you actually can get those insights. That's where those large scale wins come from. Oh, yeah. I mean, so Google lets me share this particular snippet of data, right? Mm-hmm. They they took a cross-section of a week of all data in the financial sector and RLSA clicks, so remarketing uh, list for search has clicks, made up between 6 and 8% of the clicks depending on the subset of financial sector. Mm-hmm. It made up 18 to 20% of the conversions. Mm. Mm-hmm. So now, th- I mean, that's a huge difference. So if you're not using it, you're missing out on, on you know, 3x higher conversion. That's finances. That's no, expensive. No, that's huge. And, but you, you have to have at least 1,000 people. That's my problem with that. What, what about some of my smaller accounts where I don't have that kind of audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you can't do it, right? I mean, I mean that's that's kind of the reality, right? Is if you I'm if you get watching the red where it says I don't have enough. <laughs> yep. I mean, you can open up the time frames, but again, then you start to add people who don't care as much. Right, exactly. Um, you can, you know, similar lists are coming out, which yes. might have some benefits there because if you only have eight hundred, but there's a list that's got over a thousand, then you could leverage the list. It's right. not quite as good um yeah 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 go into that for a second because that just came through the vine here so to speak uh, within the last year of leveraging your email lists to actually t- to target uh, uh your 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 potential search uh, searchers or your potential co- consumers correct well there's there's two things i said similar list but you're talking about what's known as customer match yeah, so, yeah, i'm sorry customer match yeah yeah so customer match is great because you can leverage offline data or however you get them into your CRM system, right? Mm-hmm. You could do Salesforce integration. Yep. Um, if you do a lot of trade shows and collect cards and they give you permission, right? As you collect a card to, to, to market to them, you could, you know, put that in your CRM system and market online to them using offline data collection. Hmm. Uh, and, and so with customer match, it's just like remarkless for search ads. In, in that you can do you know, different bids, different mm-hmm. keywords, different ads for users. The difference is the list is created based on email matches yeah. where remarketing is based on website usage. Correct, correct. And my, I, I guess my question along with it is uh, if, if you've had experience in that, uh, in that email and the customer match, how is the conversion inside those spaces? Is that a, a legitimate play for uh, a company that doesn't have the budget to be able to bring you know, 300 visitors a day to their ad uh, space. So it depends what you're trying to do, right? So so let's say you're a small company, um, you're a little e-commerce shop. Right. So you've got a, a larger budget you're willing to spend at Christmas time. And people buy like crazy during Christmas time. So if you have a thousand customers over the course of a year, right? Mm-hmm. Three years, customer match doesn't have an expiration date on it. You could use that list only during Christmas time, right? And not leverage it all the time right. when users are more likely to buy. Um, so that if you have a, a loyalty program, mm-hmm. right? You could offer something only to the loyalty users or if you're a common ones like in telco, right? All telcos offer internet cable and um, right. 
TV. Yeah, right. TV's still around. Internet cable <laughs> phones. That's it. Actual landlines. Wow, I forget about landlines. Uh, <laughs> all right, you could say, hey, you're a member of two of ours, but not a third one. Right. So let's make a list of only people who have two, not the third one, and just market that third one to that list, right? And that gets in a larger one. Small companies can use them, mm-hmm. but... They don't have much flexibility because that may be all the emails they have. Yeah, what you're talking is the modifier against that list is that it, it has to have a an actionable X factor there to to be able to move that into play. You just can't throw a list in there that doesn't have context. No, you you need everything with marketing, right? Needs some context yeah, around. It. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, well, some of the upcoming upcoming changes at AdWords will be interesting. And and, and uh, you mentioned a couple in your pre-show communication. Can you give you some? Uh, I'll give you some ground to cover in in uh, some of those insights. Sure, sure. So upcoming changes. I mean, I think the biggest change that's worrying people is extended text ads yes. where it's it's you know 230 character headlines 180 character description and a slightly different final url or display url but don't worry about that um this is this is going to be tough for people because i mean theoretically you could take your current d1 make your new headline two you could take your current description line make your new description line although you're you're you know losing 65 characters and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And and that's not going to be a great result. And in fact, Boost puts together some stuff on on that and it it, it doesn't look good, right? This really is kind of reimagining when you first open a paid search account about the ads, the creation and what that marketing message is. Um the the data that just doesn't exist yet because there's just not enough of it is how much does that description line really matter, right? Your legal and your brand folks are going to love this. They have a lot more creative oh, yeah. space, right? Yep. But is the headline one and two so much more important than a description line that if you really focus on those, you'll be okay? Or is it that description line going to be really, really important? And that's that's this big unknown. And Google said it's coming, but they have not put a lot of parameters around it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they haven't, you know, they're going to, some people are in the beta right now. Um, it doesn't show all the time. The, it's expanding in October. There's no mobile preference, um, which is a big change too. All your ads can show on all devices. You right. can't, you know, but you'll be able to modify her. So it's, there's no clear cut answer yet because there's not much data to go on. There's a supposition of things we can try as opposed to things we should do. Are you building your ads um, prior here so that when it does go live, you're ready to go? We are building some tools to let you automatically make your D1 your new H1 or actually use your D2 in case you want to use that as your new H1 and then pick a segment of where the ads fit into and running a common description line just to get you somewhere, right? But that way, you know, often most description lines are just like free shipping over 150 and great customer care and blah, 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 right? right. Just, just to get you, you know, going and, and then you need to customize it from there. Not so some, completely. Some prep, some prep tools. Uh, yeah. At least to get, fill, fill in those ads. Not not a full dialogue because you're not going to have the data to be able to know exactly how what the best type of phraseology well, is for a longer uh, well, a longer headline a longer D one yeah and, well, and there's the other consideration that 
So device modifiers are coming at some point in time yep. where you can make a mobile-only campaign desktop or you could just you know set mobile as your base bid, use modifiers for top of desktops, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So some companies will make one ad, shows across all devices, and just manage the, the, the actual bid with modifiers. Mm-hmm. Other companies are going to make mobile-only campaigns and desktop-only campaigns. Right. So they don't know when the modifier is rolling out. So they don't want to create, spend all this time on mobile-only ads if these modifiers are rolling out till next next summer, right? Um, and, and so because of this uncertainty, a lot of companies are kind of waiting a bit actually to to have more certainty of what will be the state of these other changes when these ads truly go live mm-hmm. um, for most of the auctions. Gotcha. All right. Not enough time. <laughs> uh, yeah, this certainly begets a, a, a longer uh, conversation. But those are some of the uh, new things that are going to be coming in. And in, in all frankness, what a great environment to be because Google's really put, investing in a lot of time into new tools for the advertisers. Uh, we, I mean, if you think about it, over the course of the years where AdWords has been, along, been around, this is the, a beautiful time because there, there, there's so many things that they're providing us. Yep. yep. So, just, many, so many different landscapes to be able to communicate through as well. Oh, yeah. It's just it's the timing is what's worrisome, right? Yeah. A Q4 change. Do you guys remember Florida update? You've been oh, in SEO yeah, long enough to remember yeah, absolutely. Florida? Absolutely. Yep. Right. And that was the Florida update, changed everything right as Christmas season hit mm-hmm. and just threw a wrench into everybody's like holiday marketing. Right. Right, and and so there are people with this lingers in their mind, and Google's like October changes, and we're gonna roll it out more, and they're like, so are you gonna change our ad format in November, or are you gonna lock down from Thanksgiving on? Nothing happens, right? Because yeah, seasonality of the business, I mean, it could be a game changer. Yeah, and that's that's another really big uncertainty for companies. Their companies spend half their budget in six weeks of the year. They uh, so like they're just kind of like tell us anything right to give us give us an idea is this 10 percent of the auctions or 80 percent in december right and that's that's what's worrying people is the unknown not they get what it is right they just don't know how to address it because there's no good timelines for anything well it's like you always had the unknown with google and now all of a sudden they're starting to give more information it's like stop it i'm better with the unknown <laughs> <laughs> yeah that yeah ignorance is bliss huh <laughs> Uh, not nearly as effective. <laughs> um, uh, you know, let's let's uh, kind of change the topic here and, and, and hit a couple key points. Is there an ad um, platform that you know of right now that is trending upward that people should be jumping onto? Oh, it's totally. I mean, you like a like a Google, Facebook, like a large uh, distributor of ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean wh- ah. that as well as maybe an actual uh, ad analyzing tool. Like, and, and we'll certainly focus on ad analysis as well. I mean, there's there's a prime tool right there. But uh, are you are aware of anything in the industry of paid ad management that is is up and coming? <sighs> And the ma- management standpoint that's mm-hmm. up and coming, yep. man, the main players are are pretty here. You've got, so I think you've got Optimizer, which is Fred Valley's company. You have us, Adalysis. Yep. Um, but I think what we're currently seeing, and there's some smaller players without a lot of traction yet. But I, I think this is also a great time to examine tools. I think marketers have come to the understanding that giving up one percentage point of inefficiency 
is worth it to save you know hundreds of hours of time yeah and 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 that we can't think of everything in hey we just need a bid system right because bids are the most transient thing you can do your bids only good till you actually find a new bid a a new ad extension keywords good forever Mm -hmm. um and and so i mean we're gosh i don't know we had many millions of ads every month to our platform oh wow um so we've got we've got advertisers with like individual accounts with thirty million ads, and we've got you know a lot of SMBs who are running three hundred ads, right? Ads. I mean, it, it, it's across the board. Oh my lord! Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, Jennifer had a few questions about just some some basic housekeeping when it comes down to uh, your campaign management. You want to throw a couple out there real quick? How do you feel about Skags? I think so. For everyone's just knowledge, Skags being single keyword ad groups. Right. They have their place at times for very high volume keywords or for branded terms. As an account structure, I hate them. Um, I I think it's way too much time. It makes way too many ads. It it adds a level of complexity I think is completely unnecessary. We found a difference in each other. (laughs) (laughs) The honeymoon's over. Have um, you ever? Uh, do you are you running accounts with three hundred thousand keywords? No. <laughs> Would you make a Skag account if you had three hundred thousand? Oh keywords? hell no! I'm no. sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from from a, a small account perspective, they're useful. Right. Time. Right. From a large account perspective, they're unwieldy, and I think that's a, a, a that's a good way of paying, thinking of them as well. Yeah. Um, yep. Absolutely. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, you wrote an article for Search Engine Land back in March where you and your team reversed engineered quality scores and their ranking factors, mm-hmm. and you showed that CTR and landing pages are are the two most important factors. And in your workflow, you put landing pages actually relevance first. Is this where any AdWord users should look to improve first before even worrying about their ads or their keywords? So, yes and no, right? So, landing page experience often dictates someone staying on your site and converting. Mm-hmm. So, usually fixing it is also fixing conversion rates. Right. The problem is, is that certain companies are very inflexible about their websites. Um, it could be an IT lockdown company. It could right. be someone who, I mean, I owe the a site the other day that was made in front page and still managed oh in front page. So, I like, for them to make an update, they got to go find their old <laughs> software to try to redo their site, right? I mean, they store in front page extensions on their server. Right. So, for them, it's a, well, managing ads, way easier to do. Um, agencies who are not managing websites, right? Yeah, way yeah. easier to do. So, sometimes you got to pick your battles, but yeah. if you can pick any of them, landing page is very important. Yeah. But some people, it's too much of a battle. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. And, 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 but that certainly does affect the quality score. And if you, if you, can't, if you can't raise that, um, you know, you're going to have sandbags around your campaign. Um, another question from Jennifer, real quick. Just based on that landing page, too, um, how do you feel about a landing page where you can go nowhere versus leading to the website where today's buyer can scroll around a little bit and get a little bit more information, um, not pigeonholing them? You're talking squeeze pages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, this is where personal feelings and data are different. Um, <laughs> right. So yep. data usually says, hey, it's paid search. Strip out the navigation um, from the top. Mm-hmm. Keep pigeon home in an area. But then within your footer, make a nice, pretty extended footer. Yep. 
and and let them get to the homepage because if you if they want something you know you don't offer it you're going to lose them right but don't put all your top navigation mm-hmm. um, if it truly doesn't even have anything else right. I probably personally won't stay there because I always want to learn a little bit about a company before I give them information yep um, but data doesn't always say that no it doesn't but at the same time is that data the actual True, correct consumer data. Uh, I mean, if you're squeezing squeezing the the lead through, right? That's you know, it's, it's very very. You're removing all distractions, but you're also re- removing persuasiveness of actual uh, conversion commitment. You're so getting you're getting you're choice. getting convert conversions, but you're also not getting that enhancement to the conversion that investigation allows. Or right? maybe you just got a crappy lead. <laughs> well, well I mean, but that, that, that's the other factor is that, okay, your conversion data is working, but how that actual lead, right. did it turn into a true sale right. as opposed to, okay, yeah, I'm interested in this thing because yeah, I'm great. not really interested. I'll just throw some junk email into a, into, into the conversion form, right? Yep. My, my data is showing, um, leading directly to the website and mm-hmm. I'm getting better versus so, this comes back to your your the question earlier about remarketing and where it doesn't work, right? Yeah. We were working with a company that that had a five minute autoplay video oh, come on. and the landing page without <laughs> a conversion activity for three minutes oh. didn't exist. Ouch. It was a hundred and forty nine dollar month product That's with a fourteen percent conversion rate. On that page. On that page. Problem is you knew the page, you knew the website. Remarketing was a failure. Uh, Couldn't make it work, right? Because you you buttonholed users, right? You may, you gave them one option. If they didn't like it, they'll never come back. Yeah. So when you look at a global perspective, I find adding the ability to learn about the company often then increases overall sales via remarketing and other channels. Where when you give them one option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remarketing efforts are much worse. You know, I think it's it's the middle of the road concept is is don't lose the Chrome, but be very selective on what navigation you do provide because you know conventionally the the true website has a lot of options, a lot of uh, potential distraction navigation. But if you have select navigation that's built there to help persuade, find out that the the who, what, where, where, why, so to speak, on why I should be interested in your service you know it's a select uh persuasion as opposed to everything under the sun and this i'm a fan of microsites over landing pages oh okay very good um for often for those reasons very good question i got a question yes sir <laughs> hi doug how you hi, doing doug. i know i don't do a lot of pay-per-click so <laughs> no, where you been bud <laughs> um we have we have a client that was actually we were just talking about um uh, they've they've been uh wavering on their pay-per-click so mm-hmm. they'll they'll do a couple months pay-per-click spend a ton of money mm-hmm. and then they'll drop it for a month and then they'll increase it and everything else and they're pretty standardized from a keyword you know what's working what's conversions but over time they're seeing a decline on their pay-per-click results mm-hmm. is that you know is is consistency built into that ad score so and from a quality score perspective, no. But consistency, so a good thing to, to look at, right, yeah. is is go into analytics, whatever analytics system you use, and look at time delays to conversions. Hmm. Because if someone is taking, you know, two weeks to convert, 
and you they see a paid search ad one day and then you turn off all your paid search it means they don't see remarketing you know two weeks later you've you've lost what you that the rapport you built with a customer right right and and so i find people who just turn it on and off on and off have worse results than if they were to use a lower budget consistently and use the channels correctly. Now you may ramp up spend at certain points in time because you, you just you got more budget or you hey we have a demand we need to meet or whatnot that that's fine. Right. But I find turning it off completely you're breaking right your your user connection even if it's just a low frequency remarketing campaign to hmm. you know be top of mind of a long B two B sales funnel right you're breaking that and you often get worse results. Oh, that's very interesting. Um. So I'm going to pull pull the nose up on the, on the plane here because we've been doing some deep diving in in in, in the in the concepts of of uh, uh, advanced PPC. Did you want to ask any other things? I know you have a you're loaded for bear there, uh, Jennifer. Anything else that you wanted to say? Uh, we could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have a a, a B segment. To, so, so basically, we're just getting free consulting from <laughs> out of here. This is fantastic. I'm getting free marketing from here, right? It's, ah, it's, it's uh, well, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Brad. Uh, what bugs you about your industry right now? Gosh, you know, I mean, so I'm so you don't happy have to name right now with this industry yeah. that I mean, when I think of things that that bother me, it's it's usually a search engine announcing things without details around it, mm-hmm. or it is uh, people who only read other people's blog posts and don't experiment themselves oh. and say this is gospel uh-huh. hate that <laughs> um yeah, use your own data right or yeah. i mean because i always think like if, if you hear suggestions right that just means it's something for you to test for yourself it doesn't mean you should or shouldn't do it right um yeah absolutely yeah, I mean, right now, if anything bugged me, it's Google saying this is coming with no definitives anything. So everyone's kind of like a little bit lost. And they don't actually know all the time frames either, right? Like I, I've been out at Google twice in the past like month, and they don't have all the time frames. So it's not like they don't want to give it to us. They don't actually have them. Got it. See, it, we always want to believe that uh, they have all of the answers. They're just not telling us. Well, you know, they don't. They they're uh, they are certainly um, testing as they as they go down and uh, as they go through and you know some of these things they'll revert back and, and I mean they do have methodology absolutely they do have uh, the goals that they want to achieve but at the same time you know sometimes they can't give you the information because they just don't have it no yeah. I agree I agree um, what excites you about your industry right now and, and you certainly are more pro than con on the industry um, what what did you what have you really liked in this last year gosh I you know I think what we talked about earlier audience targeting mm-hmm. the way audience targeting has come to search is just is just fantastic and the other thing I think anyone who has been in, in this industry while gets it but you need to learn if you if you don't if you haven't been is that this is one of the most open and sharing industries there is right like we could not have this conversation if we were in pharmaceuticals or a legal space but oh hey you know this is a new upcoming drug we're about to launch right like you'd get fired for saying that right 
it's only industry where two competitors and we don't we're not really competitors but like someone could say hey here's the stuff we do go do this for yourself and it's okay and it's kind of like it so i find it's a it's a very open and welcoming community as a whole hmm. In, yeah. in that it, it's a great one to kind of embrace and just, you know, make some friends in and yeah, and, and have conversations over a beer or coffee or whatnot because it's, it's a very good one to warm up to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let me, let me ask you uh, to kind of wrap up our interview here. What's an amazing but true fact about you? An amazing but true fact about me. I know you're reading off the questions I wrote, but I don't remember what I actually wrote. Well, you got... Um, <laughs> so does that mean you, that you made them up? I don't know. What's going on here? Yeah, no. It's an amazing true fact. Amazing true fact. You got, um, you got know, married guys. in a so castle. We have male and females here, right? So, I mean, I got married in a castle. You got married in a castle. Got married in a castle. We rented an entire castle in Ireland on the Shannon River for a week. So families actually got to know each other oh, wow. and, and rented Greyhound buses. Oh, that was a risk to, to get right there. <laughs> yeah, a well, 50-50 chance there. We, did, we could film on the river after the work or drive out to Cliff more, right? And put everyone in buses so like, I get to see the whole country while uh, getting to know each other. Oh, my gosh. So, Brad, my cousin Brian um, last April got married in Ireland, and we stayed at Adair Manor. And it's a castle, and... He um, rented out part of that for the family, and it was pretty. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's. I need great. rich friends. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you also said that you knew the Clintons before they were famous. Oh yes, even yes. did a, so a play. I grew at a up local in Little Rock, theater. right? So I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. So, so which may, which is where the Clintons are from. Sure. Um. So I remember like Bill and stuff before they were anything. I mean, my dad knew him fairly well. Uh huh. And and um, gosh, I used to do a lot of theater, and and so I did theater with Chelsea Clinton before anyone really knew who the Clintons oh. were, like years and years ago, before she was a famous person. Well, the, the Clintons are good at theater, right now. <laughs> just, well, that's a whole different. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Hey, is there any? That was Aaron Spark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, is there anything that we could promote for you, sir? Oh, at Alice's, right? We are um, we're an ad we're a time focused company, right? Yeah. So things that we didn't even touch on the engrams, um, query analysis, oh, uh, ad testing being one of our bread and butters, mm -hmm. um, quality score analysis. That's what we do. So when we offer like free thirty day trials because we believe in our product, so. Mm -hmm. Um, where it's, hey, go try it, and if you like it, great. If sure. not, tell us what you don't like so yeah. that we can actually fix it. We, we believe in open feedback as well. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll certainly put a link to at Alice's on there. And, you know, this actually really does in, invite, uh, invite uh, another conversation about some of those deep techniques that your, your company does, your program does. Because, I mean, uh, as much as we've enjoyed the conversation, I mean, there's a whole other level that you could bring to our listeners about, about pay, uh, PPC uh, analysis and management. I heart data. <laughs> I love that. Um, you also speak at a lot of PPC workshops. Um, so uh, anything you have upcoming that, that we want uh, to pitch out there to our listeners? Sure. We're doing a full-day intensive AdWords workshop in Salt Lake City in August. Uh -huh. And October will be up in New York City. Um, and then next year, we'll jump over the pond early next year to go over to Munich and London. Oh, very cool. Uh, Twitter handle? 
BG Theory. BG Theory, and yeah. it's analysis. It's A-D-A-L-Y-S-I-S dot com. And uh, anything else that you wanted to throw out uh, before we, we unfortunately have to, to tie this one off? If our conversation went over your head a little bit and you want to learn more about paid search, then then take a look at certifiedknowledge.org yep. or marketmotive.com, and they both have uh, great stuff on paid search, analytics, whatnot. Oh, beautiful. And certifiedknowledge.org or .com? .org, although .com redirects, so it doesn't matter. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Check those out. And in fact, we're having a number of guests that have large, I mean, it's like a labor of love, I think, uh, from the guests that we're interviewing. They want to give back to their audiences. There's an education need in this space, and, and there's so many times that the digital marketing falls on rocky shores because there's there's not enough knowledge being utilized by those digital marketing managers. This is where you go and, and grab a hold of this information, make it your own. And you have courses online. Um, that You also have uh, blog content on a regular basis there correct yep yep beautiful well brad anything uh, for the for the uh, good of the cause for when it comes down to the 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 paid ad community at large say that again <laughs> <laughs> would you like to have any fin- any uh, ending statements for the overall oh, you know, for the, for you the know what ppc it's, community it's- yeah, it's really, I mean, I heard that, all right? It's, it's theory gets <laughs> you started. Hypothesis gets you started. Knowledge gets you started. Yep. Data tells you what to do. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, this was Brad Geddes. And uh, Brad, we'd certainly, certainly like to, to have you back on the show and do maybe even some deeper dives into PPC. Uh, are you game for that? I definitely, definitely. It's been a whole lot of fun. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for uh, being part of the show. And again, you can check out all the information at edgeofthewebradio.com uh, uh, and go see at at, at Alice at analysis oh, <laughs> com, and you'll be able to see uh, Brad's tool over there and uh, you get a free 30-day trial. All right. Hey, we're going to jump into the seas of marketing technology with none other than the purveyor of all things marketing tech. That's Douglas Carr of Marketing Tech Blog coming up right after this. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio. We're online at edgeofthewebradio.com. Are you a marketing manager or business owner? We have a couple more questions for you. Do you know how much you're paying per website lead? Are you aware of what you're making on every new website lead? Our digital marketing agency, Site Strategics, is leading the search engine marketing results-driven revolution. We've developed strategies through website design, SEO, digital content, and social media that'll bring your website more leads that are traceable to new sales. Let's start the conversation to improve your website's conversions and help you reach new sales goals. Learn more about our growing digital marketing agency that's managing successful search engine marketing campaigns across the country. Find us at sitestrategics.com. That's S-I-T-E strategics.com site strategics search social success honoring nerds from 30 years ago with your modern day digital marketing experts hey we're willing to admit it i'm a nerd this is edge of the web powered by sitestrategics.com here's aaron sparks i mean after all you're nerds everybody get down 
talking about internet marketing and internet content trends of 2016. You'll hear nowhere else. All right, I'd like to introduce a man with a lot of charm, talent, and wit. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here today, so instead we have Douglas Carr of Marketing Tech Blog. Wait a second, did you use that last week? I can use it twice. Oh, no, you can't. I can. It was a great website I Googled at one time. (laughs) (laughs) How to insult Doug Carr. How to insult Doug Carr. It's all right there. They should be there. (laughs) Um, There there actually is a really funny, so this is total geek talk, but somebody showed me uh, F-O-A-A-S dot com. So anybody listening, F O A A S dot com. F O A A S. Yeah. Okay. And it's F off as a service, mm-hmm. and they have a full API, <laughs> so you can programmatically tell anybody <laughs> collectively across it's, all media. It's brilliant. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. So, um, <laughs> that's not what I came to talk about, though. What I actually came to speak about today uh, is a little bit of a rant. So Uh-oh. we have a we have a client, fantastic client, uh-huh. uh, and and I'm not going to mention their name because they they went with a domain registrar that uh, really upset us this week, and I'll tell you exactly what happened. We don't take care of people's domain registration and stuff like that. Sometimes we have to update it and everything, right? But this customer is such a good customer. They come back every once in a while. We do a project, uh-huh. and then they leave and stuff. That uh, they called us up and they basically said their site was down and they they were curious whether we could help out and so <clears throat> the first thing I check of course is you know okay what's what's going on right they're hosted on a really good host um, but the site's not there well that means that it's typically a domain issue so a DNS issue and so uh, we actually uh, hosted the domain name service for them and and sure. I want to bring people kind of through this so. Do you, do you have a domain registrar? Yes. And that's where you register your domain, and then typically that points to a name server, and the name server is what translates your domain name to an internet you know, IP, right. IP address right. or or another you know subdomain service or whatever internal to a site, and then he eventually gets to your host where your site is hosted. So what was happening here was their site was basically turned off. I did a who is. Uh, using GoDaddy tools and did a who is mm-hmm. and the site name server came up as suspended. Now that's not good. No. Right? You know, so you go, what, what is going on that the name server is sus- suspended? So I call their domain registrar <clears throat> and their domain registrar says, Oh, um, you didn't respond to a email verification that we sent out, um, a month ago. So we suspended your domain. What? I'm familiar yes. With that. Yes. So now, now hold the do- on. The there. domain is paid up to date. Yeah. Everything's but you done. Did respond to the verification. Yeah. So, so, so I tell the client. I say, go back through your old email. See if you can find this email. Sure enough, he finds the email. He clicks the link, mm-hmm. and and so it's all over, right? No, it's not all over. So now, so now what happens is the the domain is in this purgatory, you know, so it's still not resolving. Uh, they've got an important event coming up this week. Yeah. So he's not getting email. Everybody's, no. everybody's bouncing. Uh. Every, yeah. Total, total crazy job. So I call the company and I say, you know, okay, email is verified. What happens next? They say, well, you know, within an hour or so the, you know, we'll restore it and everything else. 
I say, okay. So an hour later, I check. Nothing's restored. Mm -hmm. So I call them again. Mm -hmm. And they come back and they say, well, we're checking with our domain registrar to see what's going on. And I said, your domain registrar? You are the domain registrar. Oh, no, we're a reseller. No. We're a reseller for the domain registrar. So in other words, they have no control. They're They're lost. But they they are doing support for it and they're taking the money for it. Of course. Um, so I wow. I dig into them deeper, try to find out whether I can call the parent company that's in charge. Nope, there's no way to contact that company. So I every hour I keep checking. This goes from three o'clock in the afternoon all the way to midnight. No. And at midnight I get another rep on the on online and talk to him, and he says. Oh, it's going to be 24 to 48 hours, you know, before that's back up. And he, and then he, and then he starts telling me that's how the internet works. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Famous last words. Now, <laughs> it did a decade ago. Exactly. And this is, this is the, I want to get this out to everybody because if, if you're told that, that is just a bold faced lie. Yep. Literally, we host a bunch of domains on DNS Made Easy, which is a really great, fast, redundant service out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And I can change a domain name and it can spin up around the globe within minutes. Yeah, I see. It's, I see seconds sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and so it's just absolutely not true. It's, it's that they just don't want that traffic. They don't want their systems operating every second, you know, to update things or, you know, cause you can set, there's a time to, mm-hmm. you know, TTL right. number. You could set it to like 500 milliseconds if you wanted to that every half second it's updating name servers around, right. the, around, the, around the globe. And so, so long story short, what we wound up doing was, uh, I said, okay, well, that's fine. We're just going to take the domain off this name co- server, co- off this registrar, co-registrar, yeah, whatever that you is. You know, we're going to put it on GoDaddy. Sure. So, I go to do the transfer, and guess what? Twenty-four to forty-eight hours. You can't do the transfer because oh, while it's in that session. <laughs> oh, the, oh. <laughs> So I, I you're killing me, Smalls. I can't even move the domain at <laughs> no, this point. No, you can't. It's locked. It's locked. Yeah. Everything's done. Any any contact information changes. Everything. Put in a yeah. a, a lock scenario. Yeah. yeah. So so the long story short, wow. you know, after about twenty hours or so, it came back. We made the transfer, pushed it to GoDaddy. I think it finalizes within like seven days. They just do like a validation yep. type thing, yep. but it's there. Right. You know. And, and it's over there. But I, I want to get this across to people because this is such a huge problem. It, a lot of companies don't use their, you know, our, so ours is DK New Media, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use my Doug at DK New Media email address to register my DKNewMedia.com. Yeah, I wonder what the problem would be if it went down. <laughs> because if it, if it goes down. So I'm going to use a <laughs> Gmail address or right. some secondary, you know, domain, uh, right. domain to do that. So this is such a an idiotic thing to say, well, you have to validate your email address because most companies don't monitor the registration email address of their domains. That's right. That's not typically, they're working at their company address and they're not looking at their whatever Gmail address or whatever they're using for that. And so really, really crazy. And, And I just want to tell people out there that these are things that you really have to think about. Now, we go with GoDaddy. I'm not. 
I'm not tooting their horn or anything like that, but they're fast. Yeah, they're they good. They're yeah. redundant. You know, everything else. We've never had problems. Well, with they got them. a slew of services there. Yeah, absolutely. They do. And and the the other thing with the the domain, they used to have a terms of service that wasn't that great. It was like if somebody complained about a copyright infringement, they could take your domain away. They've since changed those, you know, so that right. now, now there's mediation. And Plus, their owner's a rhino hunter, so he's <coughs> terrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, but but think about these things, folks. If your domain goes down today, one, who are you going to call? Yep. This poor company. Yep. Thank you. (laughs) This poor company didn't have anybody to call, you know, and then because they don't know, they don't understand, you know, internet, you know, the internets and how it works and everything. Um, And then the second thing is get your domain registered with a really good company that's a primary Mm, company. There are a lot of resellers out there. And the problem is that. You're talking to someone on support at the reseller, but they have no control, none. They have zero control over your domain. That's right. They are literally chatting, you know, with someone at another company to try to resolve the issue. And you're you're two degrees away from you know total death. And right. the only thing that saved these guys is that we knew how everything worked. Right. And so we're telling the support reps, you know, here's what you did. Here's yeah. what needs to get fixed and yeah. everything else. And, and they're always feeding us a line of BS. Like, you know, like we're a mom and pop or something calling up right. with a problem. And, uh, it's, it's just really bad. So make sure that you're with a good domain registrar. Um, I would recommend using DNS service because mm-hmm. yeah. a domain registrar doesn't typically have redundancy and and, right. and everything else. They're not typically as fast, and so I I would say DNS made easy is a good is a good choice for that. It's mm-hmm. inexpensive, uh, and then and then that way you know you can go ahead and point to your host. Everything's set. So that was it. That was the horror story. Well, you know yeah, that actually begets another more larger concern is. Uh, housekeeping of all of those assets and knowing where yeah. all the credentials to your website oh, yeah. are, yeah. all the credentials for your login, credentials for your domain yeah. registration. Make sure your agency doesn't own your domain. Make sure your employee <laughs> that registered it a decade yes. ago yes. on their own private email. Yes. We experienced yeah. this at the AMA. Oh, yeah, we absolutely. We didn't have everything and our website was down. No, yeah. absolutely. And so, I mean, it behooves you to do that that housekeeping because yes. I mean you don't know when the lights are going to turn off and there's so many yeah. other parties that you're dependent on that you don't even realize. Right. I mean if you're a company owner and you're IT, I mean if you have an IT group that you don't they, if they don't know where it's located, then that's a yeah, problem. You're in real, yeah. You know, but, but honestly, a lot of companies, small companies. Yeah. Have have bought a got a got a website from somebody in some market. They don't know any better. They no, saw they an ad for you know whatever company. Right. Bought a domain. They have no idea where it's hosted. Right. Who's you know in charge of it? How it could be taken away? Oh, no, and we yeah we've yeah. gone we've gone through the process of okay that you know let alone the fact that there's a disgruntled. Uh, a web developer that yeah. is holding it hostage. Right. That's a whole other di- discussion. You need to be in control and full ownership of your domains. Yep. And I mean, we've gone through the process of having to go through the entire chain of certified mail, yes. uh, uh, letterhead communication. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 ID of the individual who's the owner. You know, fingerprinting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah. Net- network solutions. One time, I had to send a copy of my driver's license. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's there for a reason. There are some archaic 
processes that yeah. are inside of the registration environment. But you, you know, all things considered, you got to get your stuff together, yeah. and if you don't, you're at risk. Yeah, and Go GoDaddy, by the way, I think just added, if I'm not mistaken, a second email address to your. Oh, really? Yeah, like a alternate email sure, address sure. to the account too, which I think is fabulous. Yeah, because sometimes we just let emails go too. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. All right. Anything else uh, you got there over at Marketing Tech Blog? If you want to find out who that crappy company was, I named them on my blogs. So <laughs> I might get sued or whatever. I don't care. So, but uh, <laughs> but no. MarketingTechBlog.com. Yep. Yep. Go there. Subscribe to the email. Uh, follow us everywhere online. You'll find us. And even so, yeah, sign up for the email. You can't miss the sign up. That's right. It's, it's right there in front of you. Yep. It'll hit you like a ton of bricks. If you know it all, you can close it. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> Thank you very much for for, for uh, your 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 perspectives from Marketing Tech Blog. It even rants every once in a while. It's all good for the cause. Uh, check out marketingtechblog.com. It's great information for the savvy uh, marketer, uh, all the way down to the novice and individuals that have never been in this space before. It's certainly a compliment to Edge of the Web Radio, and we appreciate uh, Doug's sponsorship. Likewise. Alright, thanks for listening to Edge of the Web Radio. A special thank you to my colleagues here from Site Strategics and uh, newbie Jennifer, Jennifer Denny. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, sponsored Doug Podca Car? Podcast newbie. Podcast. PPC yeah. queen. Ah, uh, yes. See, there's She's already been tagged on social media as what, what? the PPC queen. Ah, uh, the PPC nice. queen. Very good. Uh, Doug Carr of Marketing Tech Blood, especially uh, Brad Geddes of uh, Ad Al oh. Oh, Analysis. Analysis. It's right there. Come on. It, it's Did not someone say poutine? Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not like poutine. Come on. <laughs> Sometimes I just trip, and it's a rarity. Oh. All right. <laughs> not if people are listening to this show, it's not. <laughs> Be sure to check out more uh, must-see videos and much more into the insider information at edgeofthewebradio.com. That's edgeofthewebradio.com. We will talk to you next week. Do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. Edge of the Web.